Mananam with reasoning, keeping the Upanishad vision in mind and with reasoning to be able to resolve all the various doubts or questions. This process is called Mananam because questions will be there and we have to clarify that knowledge. Meaning that the what we hear in this in the class is going to be with certain illustrations and with certain in a certain context and it becomes clear to us. But the same thing may or may not become clear to us in a in another context. So this knowledge must become the knowledge in every context, you understand? It should not merely be confined to the story of the tenth man. And if something else comes then we don't know what it means. Interestingly enough, very often we know the formula and we know the calculations all right mathematically, but when it comes to actual situation, we do not know that it means that. There in Ahmedabad, we have a milk boy, a boy who delivers milk. At the end of the month, well, we had to give him the settlers account. It was 120 rupees. So I pulled out 24 bills of 5 rupees each. You know, that makes it 120. I gave it to that boy, I said, count it. So he started counting, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I said, why are you counting like that? You should count how many bills are there of 5 rupees. If there are 24, then multiply 5 by 24 and you get the total number. So have you learned this or not? I said, in the school, he was in the 5th or the 6th grade. I said, do you know what is 24 times 5 is 120? Then what are you doing here? Why don't you do that? He said, that I don't understand. He did not realize that 5 times 24 is 120, meaning that this 5 rupee bill and 24 of these 5 rupee bills makes 120 rupees. That he could not figure out. He knows 24 times 5 120, but that this money is 120 rupees, that he cannot figure out. Meaning that in the classroom context, he perhaps understands it with reference to numbers, may not understand it's a reference to a particular situation. Now this is necessary. That clarity is necessary. That shravanam must spread throughout my thinking process. So what I have understood in the, in the, from the Upanishad must actually spread throughout my process of thinking. It must be, become clear everywhere, in and through all my dealings, all my vyohara. When Vedanta thus becomes clear to me, for example, when we talk of Raga, Dvesha, Kshama, you know, these different values. Ahimsa, Satya, Kshama, Forgiveness, Forbearance and what not, Titiksa. <coughs> I know very well, I can define Titiksa. Sahanam Saradukhanam Apratigara Purvakam. So, suffering or enduring all the pains without any retaliation, without any, without any lamentation, without any complaint, this is called Tidiksha. But whether what I am doing in a given situation can be called Tidiksha or not, that remains to be seen. That my particular attitude, is it Tidiksha or not, that we have to recognize. That it is better, I must get free from Ragadvesha. But that a particular feeling or particular thing that I am entertaining is called Raga or Dvesha, that I must know. Amanitvam, absence of Manitvam. But whether the particular kind of an attitude I have is Manitvam or not, that I may not know, I may not recognize it. Do you understand? To know that absence of Manitvam is Amanitvam, and to have value for Amanitvam is one thing, and to be able to recognize Manitvam actually in my mind or in my behavior, and then the ability to resolve that is another thing. All of that, then alone that thing becomes knowledge. You see actually what is Manitvam, you see what is Prasad Buddhi, you see what is Raga, what is Dvesha, what is Antakana Suddhi. When you see these things, then it becomes knowledge. So that is necessary that whatever we, well you may see it in the classroom or in a particular context. In other contexts, perhaps it may not be so clear at that time with reasoning, bringing back that knowledge that we understood and trying to see what it means in this particular situation. All of that would be accomplished by mananam. So, shravana and mananam make that knowledge clear in all contexts. Then, nididhyasanam, it must now percolate or it must uh, it must become one with me, it must become my knowledge, it must become spontaneous knowledge. 
Not the knowledge for which I have to make an attempt. Wait a minute. Wait a This is called ahimsa. This is called satyam. This is this. That you have to think and then, so it requires an effort. It should become a spontaneous knowledge. That is called the nishtha. So jnana nishtha means when the knowledge is spontaneous. And then alone it is called knowledge actually. That which is spontaneous is called knowledge. And therefore it is called jnanam, which as a result of nididhyasaram, which is devoid of what we call viparidhavana or dehatabuddhi. So that is called knowledge in the true sense, which is free from the obstacles of ignorance, doubt, as well as error. <coughs> so to eliminate the error or dehatabuddhi, habitual error, is its abhyasa, nididhyasaram. <coughs> Now the author concludes here. By what is the what what is it that culminates from Nididhyasanam? Before in the introduction of verse 55 Astasseva Nididhyasanasya Paripagadasharuvam Samadhim Aha. Tasseva Nididhyasana of that very Nididhyasanam or the meditation dhyanam that was described earlier. Paripagadasharupam when you do it long enough, then what is the paripaka? It matures into what? It results into what? That is called samadhi. So samadhi which is the culmination of or which is the result of this efforts of nididhyasanam is, is what is described in the verse 55. dhyane <coughs> parityajya Kramadhyayaika gocharam Nivata deepa vachittam Samadhirabhidhiyate Dhyatra dhyane parityajya Giving up dhyatru, dhyatru means a meditator, dhyana means a process of meditation, parityajya, having given up or when this meditator and the process of the attempt to meditate, both of them drop off. Kramat, in that sequence, dhyayaika gocharam, and what remains is dhyaya, the object of meditation. So, eka gocharam, chittam, when the mind has only one thing, namely dhyam, the object of meditation, no more there is a meditator, nor there is an attempt to meditate. That chittam, which is compared to nivata deepa, what? Deepa means a lamb. Nivata, which is nirgataha, vataha, yasmat, saha, nivataha. So that which is vata means vayu or air. Nirvata, nivata deepa means a lamp in a windless place. Lamp in a windless or breezeless place. How that flame will be steady, unmoving. And so also mind becomes steady, merely having the dhyaya, the object of meditation, devoid of even the meditator and the process of meditation. That state of mind is called samadhi. Abhidhyate, it is called samadhi. <coughs> Explains here this commentator Nididhyasane Tavada Dhyata Dhyanam Dhyam Chaiti Tritayam Bhasate. In the in what we call Nididhyasam or meditation, which is attempted meditation where my willpower is required. In meditation, a willpower or an attempt on my part is called for because the mind has a natural tendency to run out. Mind may have a natural tendency to go out or get disturbed or distracted. And I make an attempt to make that mind steady. So in Nididhyasana or meditation, an attempt is involved. And so there is a distinct presence of the one who uses his will in order to make the mind steady or make the mind focus in the object of meditation. This is the Dhyata, the meditator. Also there is an attempt to keep the mind fixed on the object of meditation. That attempt is called dhyanam, meditation. 
and that is the third factor namely dhyaya the object of meditation <coughs> nidhyasana tavat nidhyasana means meditation which is performed with an effort on my part dhyata dhyanam dhyayam chaiti tritayam bhasate tritam these three factors namely the meditator the meditation and the object of meditation there is there are all these three awareness of all the three is there in nididhyasanam i'm aware that i am doing something i'm aware that my mind is focused on the object of meditation i'm aware of that so this triputi or the three fold factors are there in what we call nididhyasanam because an effort is required and where an effort is required will is required where will is required the one who uses the will also is required tatrayada chittam abhyasa vasena abhyasa means practice a repeated practice as a result of a repeated practice of this nididhyasana or meditation a repeated practice of trying to maintain that thought form that i am limitless that particular vision or knowledge i am limitless in an attempt to med- i mean attempt to retain that vision so when that attempt is perform the attempt is repeated again and again and again and yoga shastra talks of three factors that are required in any attempt first is called nairantaryam second is called dirghakala and third is called adara nairantaryam means nirantaram constantly it should be done if you really want to attain mastery in something particularly with reference to mind nirantaram constantly the mind should be should be uh, applied to that dirghakalam for a length of time it should be done so we must know that in when we are dealing with the mind and when we are trying to focus our mind on some object of meditation it is not something that happens right away unless there happens to be a tremendous love or interest in the object of meditation then it happens without any attempt we are able to pay attention to those objects or to those those things those topics or or those things where we have interest so actually meditation or is not difficult for us when the object of meditation is inspiring or fascinating or otherwise absorbing and so you can easily meditate on you know piece of music that you love or something you like a hobby i don't know you like to make pots you like to cook you like to do something which you love to do then it takes very little attempt on our part to focus our attention there because it is something that you like for which love has been discovered or love ha- exists when we are meditating upon the object of like it may be here this is the most subtle one but even ordinary meditation where i am trying to focus my attention on a mantra repetition or certain form or something like that we find lot of difficulties because that kind of an interest is not yet cultivated in this if that if chanting of that mantra in my mind gives me the same kind of joy or ananda then it would not be difficult to keep my mind fixed there because mind will naturally like to to engage where it gets happiness only when we don't get happiness the problem is meditation very often is really uh, people shudder at the idea of meditation you know? great tension there is tension before you go or sit for meditation tension through, during meditation and tension having uh, then release after the business is over you know half an hour thank god it is over and we are satisfied that we have done our duty and we immediately get up and do whatever we have to do sometimes people take this vrata wow i'll do five malas you know five rosaries or i'll do this much chanting or i will do meditation for such a long time this length of time and so on very often it becomes an obligatory duty because mind is engaged you know it's a distracted mind and more often than not the object of meditation doesn't really fascinate me right away so it needs a lot of acquaintance it needs a lot of so when the object of meditation becomes absorbing when i can get joy or happiness out of doing that then i will not have to cajole my mind or coax my mind until then you keep on coaxing it 
That is why this dhyana or meditation cannot remain an isolated event. If I expect to be able to meditate merely for half an hour during the day, in the morning, and then merely go about my activities for rest of the twenty-three and a half hours, during which time I have my, you know, the, the my activity has nothing whatsoever to do with what I am doing in meditation. Then, for that half an hour, do you think that the mind will just become so obedient that it will just, you know, get disengaged from everything that it is doing and quietly engage? Not possible. And so, our life also should be our whole lifestyle, our whole attitude, our values, all of them should be such as are in keeping with the meditation. That meditation should be a culmination of what all we are doing during the day rather than just one of the events. Because people are a lot of, everybody will have difficulty. Because meditation then, you, you, you know what's happening there. There is a tremendous tension. Particularly when the change is, Om Namah Shiva, some such mantra is there, you know. And then in the home, our mothers, old women particularly, or women of the house, they every day do their morning prayers and then they do this, repeat the japa, do this japa for half an hour or something. And from experience, children know that when mother comes out of the puja room, you should not be around anywhere. For the simple reason that for half an hour when she has been doing her japa, it has been a great struggle to keep the mind engaged around this japa. A lot of fight is going on inside and so person is tensed up and is ready to blow up. <laughs> and so that meditation which is supposed to give us a quietude or a silence or peace of mind, in fact winds up creating all kinds of tension. And so when the person comes out of the puja room, at the slightest of provocation they blow off, you know. <laughs> and so children know we should not be around, you know, never to be around. So this is what can happen. That in fact, this meditation, instead of becoming a blessing or something to be enjoyed, it can become really a great burden. If the mind, we are not ready for it. So, it requires therefore, nairantaryam, dirgakalam, adara. Constantly it should be done. If we cannot constantly do meditation, at least the values of our life, and the whole attitude which we have towards different things in life, should also be something that is in keeping with that spirit of meditation. Meditation requires a mind which is not in conflict. Then our life also will be such that there is no conflict there. Then that can happen only when we observe the values like truthfulness, non-injury. Otherwise, when we go against these values, there is going to be a conflict in the mind. So these values we should have, the attitude also, if our attitude is one of, uh, of aggressiveness and of assertion, assertion etc. And that's only going to make the ego more and more, I mean, more and more strong. And that ego is not going to be subdued during meditation also. So if during my day-to-day business, if I am <coughs> uh, assertive, meaning my ego becomes stronger and stronger, then at the time of meditation, if I expect that the ego becomes subdued, it's not going to happen. And so, subduing of the ego during the day also, if that is the way of our life, then during the meditation also, this likelihood that our mind may become quiet. Otherwise, the very same mind becomes an obstacle. Anyway, so, nairantarya means constantly, dirgakana means for a length of time, for as long a time as required, one must keep on practicing this. Adara, other means with reverence or with enthusiasm, with a certain, you know, value also, it should be done. Then, abhyasa vashena. So, when this kind of abhyasa or constant practice is done for a great length of time, of this so-called nididhyasanam, then dhyatra dhyane parityajya. Dhyatra dhyane, that's a dual of accusative. Dhyataram dhyanam chakramat parityajya. Giving up dhyataram and dhyanam. Dhyataram means the meditator. Meaning that it no more remains necessary to make an attempt to focus a mind. When the mind discovers a joy in the object of meditation, then 
a time will come when it will not be necessary to make any great deal of effort for a mind to engage in the object of meditation. In, when we are cultivating a certain taste in the beginning, then it makes t- require some time and effort. But once a taste is cultivated, once the mind starts, starts getting enjoyment out of it, then it becomes easier and easier. And ultimately it becomes so easy that no attempt at loss is necessary. That you start meditation, nididhyasanam, and then slowly, without attempt, the mind just gets fixed into what we call the object of meditation or dhyakarvati. Mind assumes the form of the dhyaya, the object of meditation, in this case, atma. So dhyanam, an attempt to meditate also is not there, dhyata, the one who meditates also is not there, because they are not necessary. As a matter of fact, the ahankara is there because we find it necessary. Because it is necessary to assert our individuality, necessary to make an attempt or something or the other, even in the mind or while in the, in the mental process also. But that ahankara will automatically be resolved when it is not necessary to make an attempt to engage the mind or focus the mind in the object of meditation. If the mind has discovered sufficient poise and sufficient joy in what it is meditating, then a time will come when, without your attempt also, the mind will abide there. And so, that dhyata, meaning that the meditator or dhyanam, the attempt to meditate, both of them, they drop off, resolve. Dhyayaika gocharam, dhyayam ekameva gocharaha, vishayaha, yasyatat, when mind becomes dhyayaika gocharam dhyaya means the object of meditation becomes ekameva gocharaha gocharam means vishayaha that becomes the only vishaya in the mind means mind gets totally absorbed in the object of meditation without any need of an attempt then it is called tada samadhi iti uchyade samadhi means an abidance of the mind or an absorption of the mind. <coughs> Meaning the nididhyasan, how that meditation which is performed with attempt, with long practice, it culminates into what we call meditation without attempt, which is called samadhi or absorption. <coughs> and so this triputi, what is triputi? The dhyata, dhyayam and dhyanam. The meditator, the object of meditation and the attempt of meditation, this triputi no more remains. That is called samadhi or absorption. Tatra drishtantaha. What is drishtanta? What is the illustration there? Nivada deepavat. Nivada vayurahite pradeshe vartamano deepoyasanishchalabhodi. Tadvadityartaha. Just as when the flame of the lamp is not disturbed by wind, by breeze. Air may be there, oxygen may be there, but then the breeze is not there. It is breeze that actually, because of which the flame flickers. So flickering of the flame is because of the breeze. In our case, in the mind, there may be desires, which act as this breeze, and the mind flickers. So, in the Bhagavad Gita also it is said, Sankalpa prabhavan kamaan tyaktva sarvan asheshataha manasaivendriyagramam viniyamya samantataha shanaihi shanaihi uparamed buddhya dhruti gruhitaya atmasamsam manakrutva nakinchidapi chintayet Sankalpa prabhavan kamaan tyaktva sarvan asheshataha sarvan kamaan asheshataha tyaktva meaning that giving up all the desires from the mind without leaving any residue. Because there is a desire which will disturb the mind. When a desire arises, the mind gets disturbed or distracted. Like the wind or the breeze coming and disturbing that flame. So Lord says, Sankalpa prabhavan kamaan tyaktva sarvan asheshataha Giving up all the desires arising in the mind from sankalpa from the need to be something or the need to do something. All those desires have become quiet. Manasaivendriya gramam viniyamya samantadaha Controlling one's own sense organs 
by the mind shanaihi shanaihi uparamed withdraw it slowly and slowly atma samsam mahkartva na kinchida pichindayet and when the mind abides in the atma the self then no further attempt no chintanam or no need to make any attempt you know to think anything and so then when the mind is devoid of desires devoid of the factors that distracts then it is possible for the mind to abide in the object of meditation <coughs> and that can happen when all the desires are fulfilled meaning that no desire is left in the mind so that shama uparama this is that then how the lamp, flame of the lamp is nischalaha is motionless or undisturbed and so also the mind becomes nischalam it also becomes single pointed or free from any kind of a disturbance tadvat ityasaha that state of mind which is called absorption where it is undistracted or undisturbed this is called samadhi when there is no attempt also it's a spontaneous state there is no attempt also for the mind to be absorbed in the subject of meditation an effortless absorption or effortless focusing the mind in the object of meditation is called samadhi when effort is involved it is called nididhyasanam or dhyanam and when that effort also is not necessary then it is called samadhi if effort is there that dhyata will remain and so the dhyata dhyanam dhyam that duality will not go and that duality also goes when that effort also is not necessary and that happens by abhyasa by practice over a period of time <coughs> now he is raising a technical question nano samadhau vrittinam anupalabdhau dheika gocharatvapi na nischetum shakyate iti ashankya the question is samadhau vrittinam upalabdhau you said that in the state called samadhi even the 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 individual the dhyata the meditator also is not there in that case vrittinam anupalabdhau there is no vritti there are no thought forms of the mind there you just said that the mind is totally absorbed in the object of meditation and sajati vritti pravaha same not vritti pravaha also is just simply absorbed in the object of meditation then there are no thoughts at all there in samadhi ध्येकोचरत्वापि निश्चेतुं न शक्यते देन हाउ डू यू से व्हेन देयर आर नो थॉट्स देन हाउ डू यू से दैट द माइंड इज नेसेसरीली अब्जॉर्ब्ड इन द ऑब्जेक्ट ऑफ मेडिटेशन हाउ डू यू डिटरमिन दैट इन ऑर्डर टू डिटरमिन वेयर द माइंड इज अब्जॉर्ब्ड वेयर द माइंड इज एंगेज इट इज नेसेसरी फॉर मी टू बी टू नो दैट दैट माय माइंड एट द मोमेंट इज थिंकिंग ऑफ सच एंड सच ऑब्जेक्ट व्हेन आई द थिंकर इज प्रेजेंट हु सीज that mind functioning in that way so when there are thoughts in the mind there is a witness of the thoughts then we know where the mind is but here you said that dhyanam meaning thoughts are also not there dhyata means the meditator also is not there then how do you determine that in this state of samadhi the mind is absorbed in the object of meditation how did you determine that for determining that what kind of a method do you have because just as in deep sleep for example you can't think you don't know that in that deep sleep that you are enjoying that ananda we do not know that how do you arrive at that similarly in samadhi also just as in deep sleep i don't have a sense of individuality there is a total absorption there except that that absorption is totally blanketed by darkness of ignorance and therefore there is no awareness there at all awareness is totally blanketed in the darkness of ignorance and deep sleep the samadhi is quite different in as much as there also total absorption is there but there is total sattva there is no darkness there there is total light or illumination meaning knowledge but still the thought forms are not there then alone you call it samadhi then how do you say that the mind at that time in the samadhi is necessarily engaged in the object of meditation how do you say that jayaka gocharatvam api nischetum na shakyate even it is not possible to determine that mind is engaged in one thing called dhyam iti ashankya prutti sadbhavasya anumana gamyatvat ma evam so you are right 
that at the time of this samadhi that there is no one actually to determine that this is the object of meditation but anumana gamyatvat but by anumanam by inference we can say that by inference we can say that some kind of subtle thoughts are there subtle thought form is there even though the thought form is not known some kind of a subtle thought form is there and we can infer that presence in the samadhi so here this particular teacher believes that in samadhi also the mind is there subtle thought forms are there in deep sleep also but in deep sleep also subtle thought form is there and that's the reason why when you wake up in the morning you are able to say that i slept happily i did not know anything that is possible when and that i slept happily meaning that i enjoyed the happiness of the deep sleep for enjoyment some kind of a thought form must be there for saying that i did not know anything again some kind of a thought form must be there even to eliminate the absence of everything that's that's one school and so they accept in the deep sleep also the presence of what we call marina sattva vritti so vritti which is totally marina means some subtle thought forms are there similarly also in samadhi some subtle thought form is there and we can infer the presence of that by by the experience that we have after the experience of samadhi so says in the verse 56 vrittayastu tadanima ज्ञाता अप्यात्मगोचरा स्मरणादनुमीयते व्युत्थितस्य समुत्थितात् वृत्तयस्तु तदानीं तदानीं मीन्स धैन इन दैट स्टेट मीनिंग इन समाधि वृत्तयस्तु अज्ञाता अपि even though the vrittis are not known atma gochara they still have atma as their object how do you say smaranat anumiyante on account of smaranam or the memory that you have after the samadhi we anumiyante it is inferred vyuthitasya samuthitat smaranat vyuthita means one who has who has come out of the samadhi by him he has a memory from which we infer the presence of subtle thought forms in samadhi also see is tika kara vrutyastu tadanim atma gocharaha atma gocharaha vishayah yasam taha आत्मगोचरा Uh, the mind is engaged in the object of meditation even though there is no one to say that and so specific vritti which makes a note of what the object of meditation or absorption is is not there tathapi even then vyuthitasya samadeh utthitasya vyuthit means what utthit hai one is arisen from samadhi samuthitat upan utpannat smarana samuthitat means utpannat smaranat the smaranam or memory that arises in the one who has now he was come out, who has finished or has come out of the state of samadhi and what does he say etavandam kalam samahito bhuvam he says etavandam over this length of time samahitah abhuvam so he remembers he says that i was absorbed i was in samadhi he may not know anything particular but this much he knows i was in samadhi etavantam kalam for this length of time i was absorbed i was in samadhi id evam rupat smaranat anumiyante 
from this kind of a memory and this was discussed in the deep sleep also that sukto sitasya susupti tamabodha smrutihi bhavet that that kind of a statement that we make in the morning that I slept happily I did not know anything that particular knowledge statement is called is out of memory and memory always is preceded by an experience therefore we infer that in deep sleep there was an experience of happiness or there was an experience of absence of everything there was a knowledge and that is how in the deep sleep we infer the existence of knowledge or consciousness similarly also in samadhi we infer the existence of awareness is that when I am aware but etavandam kalam samahitah abhuvam I was I was samahitah I was absorbed for this length of time from this kind of smaranam or memory we infer that there were vrittis in samadhi yadyat smaryate tattat anubhutam iti vyaptehe loka siddhatva dityartha there is a vyapti yadyat smaryate tattat anubhutam whatever is remembered that must have been an object of experience we can remember that which we have experienced in the past anubhutam means vritti vishayam so we can remember something that has become an object of experience otherwise we cannot remember and when this man remembers that I was in samadhi means that some vrittis of the subtle vritti must be there even though this vritti is not known meaning that there is no one to make note of that kind of vritti but it must be there because there is this remembrance after samadhi it's a point that in samadhi also subtle vritti is there it is true in a way that the mind is not destroyed because if the mind is totally destroyed in samadhi then of course you can't wake up means you will not the existence cannot be continued the, the fact that after period of samadhi also that the person again starts his regular business you know that shows that the same person continues the same mind also continues because he continues to remember what he did yesterday and in the past also which means that the mind is there meaning that the mind does not get destroyed just as in deep sleep also the mind does not get destroyed it is there in the seed form so also in the samadhi mind doesn't totally get destroyed it remains in a subtle form and again after that experience it again comes back to its normal vyavahar normal functioning and so we say that in a subtle form the mind must be there <coughs> then he asks another question nanu तदानीं वृत्ति उत्पादक प्रयत्न अभावात कथम वृत्ति अनुवृत्ति इति आशंका यू से दैट इन दिस स्टेट ऑफ समाधि देयर इज नो देयर इज नो अटेम्प्ट टू मेडिटेट यू सी नॉर्मली द थॉट फॉर्म्स आर गोइंग ऑन इन द माइंड बिकॉज़ देयर इज अ थिंकर इफ देयर इज नो थिंकर देन देयर आर नो थॉट्स सो द थिंकर हु गिव्स इन फैक्ट द मोमेंटम टू द माइंड एंड दैट्स हाउ द थिंकिंग प्रोसेस द थॉट फ्लो कंटीन्यूअस if there is no thinker there will be no thought flow meaning that for the thoughts to occur an attempt on the part of the thinker is necessary however in this samadhi when there is no thinker at all then how can there be thoughts there is no one to create the thoughts there so he says tadanim vritti utpadaka prayatna abhavat there is a prayatna abhavah there is an absence of prayatna or effort vritti utpadaka which effort will create the thoughts so on account of absence of any attempt in samadhi for creation of the thoughts vritti katham vritti anuvrittihi how can there be a flow of the vrittis that you say you said that by inference we say that the subtle thought forms must be there but when can the thoughts forms be there only when there is an attempt to think it is an attempt to think which brings about the flow of thoughts but then there is no thinker here there is no attempt on the part his part to think and therefore how does the thoughts continue to flow in samadhi this is a question ikashankya tatkarika prayatna abhave pi prathamikareva prayatnad adushtadi sahakare sahitad bhavati ityah he said it is true that there is no attempt made in at the time of samadhi there is no attempt on the part of this person or the meditator to actually think 
ತಾತ್ಕಾಲಿಕ ಪ್ರಯತ್ನ ಅಭಾವೇಪಿ ಇವನ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಭಾವ್ ಅವರ್ ಎಬ್ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ರಯತ್ನ ಅವರ್ ಅಥೆಂಪ್ಟ್ ತಾತ್ಕಾಲಿಕ ಎಟ್ ದಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಎಟ್ ದಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಸಮಾಧಿ ಪ್ರಾಥಮಿಕಾದೇವ ಪ್ರಯತ್ನ ಬಟ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂಥ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಪ್ರಯತ್ನ ಆಫ್ ಎಫರ್ಟ್ ದಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಮೇಡ್ ಅರ್ಲಿಯರ್ ಸೊ ಯು ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಗೆಟ್ಸ್ ಅಬ್ಸಾರ್ಬ್ ದೆನ್ ದ ವಾಸ್ ಅನ್ ಅಥೆಂಪ್ಟ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ದಟ್ ಡ್ಯೂರಿಂಗ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೇಜ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಪ್ರಾಥಮಿಕಾದೇವ ಪ್ರಯತ್ನ ಅದೃಷ್ಟಾದಿ ಸಹಕಾರಿ ಸಹಿತ ದೆನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದಟ್ ಪ್ರಯತ್ನ ದ ಅಭ್ಯಾಸ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಹೆಲ್ಪ್ಸ್ ಯು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಅದೃಷ್ಟ ಸಮ್ ಪುಣ್ಯಕರ್ಮ ಸೊ ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಮಾಧಿ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ದಿಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಪುಣ್ಯಕರ್ಮ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದಿ ಆಬ್ಸ್ಟಿಕಲ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ದೇರ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಸಿಂಗಲ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟೆಡ್ನೆಸ್ ಆರ್ ಅಬ್ಸಾರ್ಪ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕಾನ್ಸಂಟ್ರೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ದೋಸ್ ದೋಸ್ ಆಬ್ಸ್ಟಿಕಲ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಆರ್ ನಥಿಂಗ್ ಬಟ್ ಸಮ್ ನೆಗೆಟಿವ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಥಿಂಕಿಂಗ್ ಪ್ರೊಸೆಸ್ ಸೊ ವೆನ್ ದೋಸ್ ಆಬ್ಸ್ಟಿಕಲ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎಲಿಮಿನೇಟೆಡ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪುಣ್ಯಕರ್ಮ ಪುಣ್ಯಕರ್ಮ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಆಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ವರ್ಚುವಸ್ ಆಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಎ ಸಹಕಾರಿ ಕಾರಣ ಎ ಹೆಲ್ಪ್ಫುಲ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸಮಾಧಿ ಸೈಸ್ ಸೊ ಆನ್ ಅಕೌಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಎಫರ್ಟ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಮೇಡ್ ಅರ್ಲಿಯರ್ ಆನ್ ಅಕೌಂಟ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸ್ಪೆಷಲ್ ಪುಣ್ಯ ದಟ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಅರ್ನ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ದೇರ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ರೆಸ್ಪಾನ್ಸಿಬಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಿ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂಯೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಸಟಲ್ ಥಾಟ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಸಮಾಧಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಟು ಸೇ ಇನ್ ದಿ ವರ್ಸ್ ಫಿಫ್ಟಿ ಸೆವೆನ್ ವೃತ್ತಿನಾನುವೃತ್ತಿಸ್ತು ಪ್ರಯತ್ನ ಪ್ರಸಮಾದಿ ಅದೃಷ್ಟ ಸಕೃದಭ್ಯಾಸ ಸಂಸ್ಕಾರ ಸಚಿವಾದ್ಭವೇದ್ ವೃತ್ತೀನಾಂ ಅನುವೃತ್ತಿಸ್ತು ಅನುವೃತ್ತಿ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಪ್ರವಾಹ ದಿ ಫ್ಲೋ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ವೃತ್ತಿ ಥಾಟ್ಸ್ ದ ಸಟಲ್ ಥಾಟ್ ಪ್ರಥಮಾದ್ ಪ್ರಯತ್ನಾದ್ ಅಪಿ ಆನ್ ಅಕೌಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಪ್ರಯತ್ನ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಬಿನ್ ಕ್ಯಾರಿಡ್ ಔಟ್ ಅರ್ಲಿಯರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಅದೃಷ್ಟ ಅಸಕೃದ ಅಭ್ಯಾಸ ಸಂಸ್ಕಾರ ಸಚಿವಾದ್ಭವೇದ್ ಪುಣ್ಯ ಅಸಕೃದ ಅಭ್ಯಾಸ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಅಭ್ಯಾಸ ಆಫ್ ದ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಬಿನ್ ಡನ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಆನ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಸಡನ್ ಸಂಸ್ಕಾರ ಸಡನ್ ಟೆಂಡೆನ್ಸೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ವೆನ್ ಯು ಡೂ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ಎ ಸಡನ್ ಟೆಂಡೆನ್ಸಿ ಟು ಡೂ ದಟ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಎಲ್ಫ್ ಸಿ ಇಫ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಚೇಂಜ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಲೈಕ್ ವೇದ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದಟ್ ಯು ಫೈಂಡ್ ವೆರಿ ಆಫನ್ ದಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ಡೇ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಗಿಫ್ಟ್ ಆನ್ ರಿಪೀಟಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಯು ನೋ ಐ ರಿಮೆಂಬರ್ ದಟ್ ವೆನ್ ವೆನ್ ವಿ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ಲರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ವೇರಿಕ್ ಚೆಂಟಿಂಗ್ ರುದ್ರಮ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದಟ್ ಯು ವೇಕ್ ಅಪ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಚೆಂಡಿಂಗ್ ರುದ್ರಮ್ ಯು ನೋ ದಟ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ನೈಟ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಇಟ್ ಮೀಸ್ ಯು ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಆನ್ ಇನ್ಸೈಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ದ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ದಟ್ ವೆನ್ ಯು ಡೂ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ದೆನ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಪಿಕ್ಸ್ ಅಪ್ ದಟ್ ಥ್ರೆಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಅ ಟೆಂಡೆನ್ಸಿ ಟು ರಿಪೀಟ್ ದಟ್ ಬೈ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಫಾರ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ನಿರುದ್ಧ್ಯಾಸನಂ ಅ ಲಾಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಬಿನ್ ಡನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೇ ಫಾರ್ ದಟ್ ಫೋರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂ ದಿಸ್ ಏಸ್ ಈವನ್ ಡ್ಯೂರಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಸಮಾಧಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಆನ್ ಅಕೌಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂಥ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಎ ಪಾಟರ್ಸ್ ವೀಲ್ ಯು ಟರ್ನ್ ದ ವೀಲ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಯು ರಿಲೀಸ್ ಇಟ್
प्रवाह रूपेण अनुगतिस्तु दट अनुवृत्ति अनुवृत्ति मीन्स प्रवाह रूपेण अनुगति सो लाइक प्रवाह लाइक थॉट देर इज अनुवृत्ति और अनुगति कंटिन्युएशन ऑफ दट थॉट फ्लो प्रसमादि समाधि पूर्व कालिनादि समाधि पूर्व कालिनाथ समाधि ड्यूरिंग द स्टेज ऑफ निधिध्यासन सो यू स्टार्ट विथ दि प्रोसेस ऑफ मेडिटेशन वेर एन अटेम्प्ट इज इन्वॉल्व एंड इन कोर्स ऑफ टाइम वेन द माइंड बिकम्स साइलेंट देन इट जस्ट बिकम्स स्टिल and then no effort is required it just gets abiding in the silence or abiding in awareness but that happens as a result of the effort that you made earlier and subsequently as a result of that effort the mind just becomes quiet it becomes still or silent and again it may get disturbed but then when you have been doing this again and again for a length of time then the mind may develop that subtlety and develop that abidance that it may abide for a period of time so mind's effortless abidance in the object of meditation for a period of time is called samadhi otherwise abidance and getting disturbed that state is called meditation and for a length of time when it abides effortlessly it is called samadhi and that abidance then also it says the subtle thought form that continues is on account of the effort that has been made in the state of nididhyasanam before the samadhi so samadhi purukarinaad api prayatnaad bhavadi prathamaad prayatnaad and in for the mind to remain in samadhi what is it that helps he says adrushta adrushta means the subtle effect of the virtuous actions that we may have performed how therefore a certain mode of life is so important all of that helps every every time all along you see that if you have been leading a certain way of life which is in keeping with these values which is virtuous which is the nature of selflessness helping compassion and whatever it is or offering to the lord so when that is the mode of our life then certain samskaras are gathered in the mind and they become helpful in keeping the mind quiet so that punya karma or the sattvic samskaras help the mind abiding otherwise if the samskaras are papa karma then when they arise then they have a tend- they will definitely disturb the mind meaning that this kind of papa karma the tendencies do become an obstacle to the mind <coughs> in this case adrushta adrushta means पतंजलि कर्मा शुक्लकृष्ण योगिनिधम इतरेशाद पतंजलिना सूत्रित सूत्रितवाद सो महर्षि पतंजलि इन इज योग सूत्र योगिन कर्म अशुक्ल अकृष्णी कैंड ऑफ कर्म वॉ शुक्लकर्म कृष्णकर्म अशुक्लकृष्णकर्म सो अन अशुक्लकृष्णकर्म Shukla means white. Shukla karma means white. Means punya karma, virtuous actions. Krishna means black. Krishna karma means papa karma. Shukla karma means punya karma. Krishna karma means papa karma. Shukla Krishna karma means a mixture of punya and papa. These are the three kinds of karmas that are performed by ordinary people. Because ordinary people perform actions with the desire to do achieve something. and if that karma is in keeping with certain values and stipulation then it becomes punya karma if you compromise the values go against the values then it becomes papa karma and sometimes it's both mixture of papa and punya but then the karma of the yogi doesn't fall in any of the three categories because he performs karma without any desire so when an action is performed without the desire 
when action is performed with the desire then the result will be in keeping with what you desire so if you perform an action punya karma with the desire to go to heavens etc or gaining that kind of a thing well that is what the karma will result into if papa karma is performed well that will result into what we call suffering or pain but then when a karma is performed without any desire what will it result into there is a punya karma but then that is conducive to this kind of a spiritual progress you see means antahakana shuddhi etc and so yoginah karma ashukla krishnam it is neither papa nor punya nor a mixture of papa punya it is something that is different from it all which does not create a worldly result but it helps in removing the obstacles from the mind and that is how that karma becomes a helpful means for keeping the mind absorbed into the object of meditation iti patanjalina sutri tatva yascha asakrut abhyasa samskara and third thing second thing is asakrut abhyasa samskara punah punah samadhi abhyasena janitah bhavanakya samskara visheshah punah punah samadhi abhyasena janitah on account of this abhyasa of the samadhi a repeated practice of this that bhavanakya samskara visheshah samskara visheshah particular kind of samskara a particular kind of tendency that gets developed in the mind which is called bhavana anyway any action that you repeat again and again the mind will develop a tendency to be to repeat that action by itself they compare the mind with uh, a, a material like wax and when the thought flows it makes a scratch and there is a tendency for the another thought to flow in that scratch like the water flowing in a channel and if you repeat the thought again and again then that channel becomes deeper and deeper and then subsequently the thoughts have a tendency to flow in that channel well, this is like this is a, an illustration and that's the reason why we should be very particular about what kind of thoughts are going on in our mind if there is a tendency to think a certain thing again and again if it is not something that you like you will find your mind going so therefore deliberately we we in fact attempt thoughts which we which are desirable then the mind will have a tendency to go in that thought track by itself so similarly also by abhyas of samadhi a certain pattern has been created in the mind that's called samskara vishesha a certain thought pattern has been created and that also helps keep the mind absorbed some punya karma are created and that will keep the obstacles away and this is how this and the earlier effort which is there before the samadhi all of these help maintain that subtle thought forms in the samadhi and that's how that samadhi avastha is maintained tabhyam sahakari karanabhyam so first is effort that you make before the samadhi and second is this two helpful means namely punya karma as well as a repeated practice of the samadhi because of this sah vartamanat bhavati since these two factors are there therefore we say that even though there is no attempt to maintain a thought pattern at the time of samadhi because of these factors namely the effort that was made earlier before the samadhi and secondly on account of the help that you get due to the punya karma as well as samskaras that are generated in the mind this thought flow and thought flow continues even at the time of samadhi also that subtle thought flow and that's how vritti naam anuvritti anuvritti means that vritti pravaha continues <coughs> nanu ayam samadhi purvacharyeh nandrupitah drishtah by the way word samadhi is a masculine word now people think that samadhi is a feminine word you know anything that is ikaranta but samadhi is a masculine word ayam samadhi ayam is a masculine pronoun purvacharyehi nanirupitah drishtah we have never heard of this kind of samadhi that you are talking about how do you find this kind of a samadhi being described by any earlier teacher meaning that where do you get your authority or what is the pramanam for this kind of samadhi that you are talking about ityasankya 
सर्व गुरुणा श्री पुरुषोत्तम निरूपी जगत गुरु कृष्णम वंदे जगत गुरु लॉर्ड कृष्णा इज जगत गुरु सो सर्व गुरुणा वन हुई टीचर ऑफ ऑल श्री पुरुषोत्तम इज उत्तम पुरुष नक्षर पुरुष नक्षर पुरुष उत्तम पुरुष मीनिंग वन हु इज फ्री फ्रॉम एनी काइंड ऑफ लिमिटेशन दैट मे बी इन ऑल ह्यूमन बींग्स वेन ही सेज इट बिकम्स ए प्रमाण वाक्य यू नो इट बिकम्स अथॉरिटी और इट बिकम्स अ वैलिड मीन्स ऑफ नॉलेज सो श्री पुरुषोत्तम भगवदगीता नन लेस देन श्री कृष्णा हिमसेल्फ हैज टॉक्ट अबाउट दिस समाधि इन दर you should not say that this samadhi is not been talked about or hidden described by other teachers that is not so and that is clarified in the verse 58 yatha deepo nivatastha ityadi bhirane kadha bhagavan mame vasam यथादीपो योगमात्मन आत्मन योगम युंजत योगिनेटेशन to describe his mind yatha deepah nivatastah na ingate nivatastah deepah yatha na ingate just as a lamp that is placed in nivatastah in a breezeless place na ingate just as it does not flicker sa upama smruta this is the upama this is the comparison for yoginah yatha chittasya for yogi whose chittam is yatam who is in the very well in the control for the mind of that yogi who is absorbed in the meditation upon the self this is the comparison for the mind of that yogi ityadavi shlokaihi by this and other words like this anekadha nana prakarena in various ways bhagwan who is bhagwan gnaneshwarya adi sampanna lord is bhagwan krishna is bhagwan bhagwan meaning ज्ञानेश्वर्यादिपन्नोरीज्वर्यश्वर्यश्वर्य is maintained intact otherwise he is not bhagwan so bhagwan is the one sada sampanna sada sadvid aishwarya devi sada sampanna one who is ever endowed with this aishwarya and so bhagwan gnaneshwarya adi sampanna imam eva nirvikalpak samadhi rupamartham arjuna shishyaya nirupayata nirupitavan same very same artham the very same thing about nirvikalpaka samadhi rupam artham this very same topic of the nirvikalpaka samadhi has been nirupitavan nirupayat means nirupitavan he has expounded or he has described this to his disciple arjuna in bhagavad gita meaning that the samadhi nirvikalpa samadhi nirvikalpa means without the vikalpa that vikalpa means viparita kalpana what is viparita kalpana this duality ध्याता ध्यानम ध्येयम 
This duality is something that is brought about by the mind, projected by the mind. When the mind stops projecting the duality, then we have what we call the state of nirvikalpa, freedom from kalpana or duality. So that samadhi, that samadhi is called nirvikalpa samadhi. So this samadhi has been described by the Lord and therefore it is something to be something to be taken as a valid valid thing. Not that it is a figment of our own imagination, but this is something that comes in the tradition of Vedantic teaching. <coughs> okay. Om Puranamadas Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Punapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo